Welcome to Fet Unlocked, where we, you guessed it, unlock Fet. This is a relationship, sex, BDSM, leather, and fetish podcast where we say out loud all of the things that you kinky effers <laughs> are thinking. Uh, today's episode is going to be about something, a topic that may surprise some. And that's disillusionment with the BDSM leather lifestyle. Yes, even the most vibrant and passionate communities experience their share of disillusionment. So I just wanted to dive deep into the hidden corner of one of the countercultures and niche lifestyles that so many of us hold dear to our hearts and really explore what it means to be disillusioned with what's at your heart, with what's at your core, with what you might even consider your erotic orientation, if you consider the pain that some go through while not in a dynamic or while in a vanilla di- or in a vanilla relationship, I might say, that doesn't contain elements of power exchange or authority transfer. So to first understand disillusionment in these lifestyles, let's first clarify what that means. From my perspective, disillusionment is essentially a feeling of disappointment or disconnection where reality doesn't meet the expectations that we have. And for some, this is pivotal. This might force some to reevaluate or even abandon the lifestyle. And how do we combat that? How do we accept that if need be? How do we work to combat disillusionment in leather and in BDSM? So I went and looked up disillusionment, right? And essentially, it's the concept that you're disappointed because you discover that something is not as good as you first believed it to be. And what carries more fantasy to it? What carries more um, fictional weight to it than BDSM or leather, right? I still remember my, you know fantasies about BDSM, my my fantasies about leather, and what my life would be like once I was an accepted member of these communities. I still remember that. And I remember being so excited to take part in all that there was to offer, to present, to teach, to write, to attend events, to form community, to go to cigar socials, to go to Canna socials, to um, go to 420 socials, to go to play parties, um, riding, you know, deep with my crew, to go to bar nights, to just be one with the community. Community was always at the core of what I was looking for. And maybe community is at the core of what some of you were looking for as well. So let's talk about the leather and BDSM lifestyle super quickly. 
These subcultures are often misunderstood, stigmatized even, but they're vibrant communities with their own codes of conduct, consent, mutual respect, integrity, open-heartedness, open-mindedness, service, and all of these values, all of these codes of conduct, they hold great significance. But just as with any other community, they're not exempt from the issue of disillusionment. So let's delve into some of the causes of disillusionment in the lifestyles, right? So first off, let's talk about unrealistic expectations. So (laughs) media portrayal of, you know, BDSM, let alone leather, I don't when I think of media portrayal of leather, I think that's a little bit different, but media portrayal of BDSM is either this is abuse (laughs) or this is simply not BDSM. Maybe this is rough sex, I I guess. Um, When we're thinking about BDSM, right, um, let's break that down for a second because I keep saying BDSM, but what, what is BDSM? Uh, For my listeners who know, then you know, but you can always use the reminder, right? So BDSM is essentially a three-part acronym. BD, bondage and discipline. DS, dominance and submission. SM, sadism and masochism. And you can choose whether or not you want to um, capitalize or not capitalize dominance versus submission but so disillusionment in the community when you're in a local community and you're going out and you're expecting some kind of you know absolute bdsm orgy um not necessarily sexual but filled with like hedonistic uh, pleasure-seeking scenes, smooth negotiations, no end to the play partners, no end to the partners, all of your, you know, deepest, basest wishes and desires immediately um, or quickly being satisfied by mythical, fictional <laughs> uh, human beings it's it's a little easy to get disillusioned right because there's going to be a picture that's painted in your head um by people especially who you know who are open about your about their kink about their participation in the community or even fet for that matter if you look on fet you'll think that everyone is seeing every day and just having the absolute time of their life all the time and that's simply not the case um when it comes to leather i'd say that the media portrayal of leather is a little bit different um due to the fact that leather is in some ways a slightly separate culture from bdsm itself as there are leather practitioners and members of the leather lifestyle who would not necessarily consider themselves members of the BDSM community. Um, Whether you think that's right or wrong, up to you. 
So people come in expecting a 24-7 BDSM lifestyle in these perfect role play scenarios with perfectly skilled tops and communicative bottoms and this is just often not the actual day-to-day reality. Not to mention the amount of trauma, the amount of baggage, the amount of um, emotional complexity that we all come into the community with. This community expects a level of intimacy and encourages a level of intimacy whether it's between play partners, whether it's between co-presenters, whether it's between co-contestants on a stage for contest, that you almost can't really replicate in the social contract of the vanilla world. It expects you to be okay with having your body explored in, in, in ways that push you into altered states of consciousness after 15 minutes of and I'm being generous with 15 minutes of negotiation with an absolute stranger after which they might know parts of you better than your own goddamn family. And then you shake hands and walk away. Maybe you cuddle, maybe you kiss a little bit. Um, And I'm describing an average play party experience uh, where someone engages in pickup play. You know, taken out of context, that's kind of insane. Um, So really thinking about that and then thinking about what it's like to balance life and life expectations and the obligations of caregiving and financial issues and all of the things that come with living a life as an adult in in the world today the socio-political atmosphere for that matter thinking about all of that it it's both easy and hard to take seriously the sociopolitics of the BDSM and leather lifestyles. Um, There's an incredibly interesting uh, sociological piece that's essentially in ethnography called um, Please Scream Quietly uh, by Dr. Julie Fennell, um, a PhD who's also a kinkster who essentially did a decade-long ethnography of the kink community. And it's incredibly interesting to see what it looks like when there's a new kinkster coming in and there's a more seasoned kinkster maybe leaving the community because they're disillusioned. Now, another potential issue, right? A lack of honest communication and consent. When communication falters or consent is not clear, that's another thing that leads not only to misunderstandings, but also to disillusionment. Remember where I said, you know, people come in expecting a 24-7 BDSM lifestyle and perfect role play scenarios. Not every scene's going to be perfect and not every scene's going to give you everything that you need, especially if you're not exercising a clear style of communication. Uh, just because I've had a particular fantasy um, involving pallet wrap, some rope, um, water, some breath play, maybe some lemon, um, 
and a knife does not mean that me handing those items to my D-type or my top um, is going to result (laughs) in the scene that I personally was looking for. Being honest with yourself and delving into yourself and doing the shadow work necessary to understand those deep, dark parts of yourself and not only to understand them, but to get okay with them, right? It's not easy. And that can often pull people out of their, let's call it new relationship energy with BDSM, their honeymoon stage with BDSM and with leather. Very often, we as bottoms, I'm a switch, but I'll say that we as bottoms um, have things about ourselves that we don't want to admit to ourselves. And then that results in disappointment, which can progress into disillusionment. And I think obviously not blaming anyone, not blaming any bottom for scenes that go wrong, but encouraging some self-reflection as to whether self-honesty is the first step toward better scenes, whether self-honesty is the first step toward getting what you really want. Because maybe you want a collar and leash scene but what you deep down want is pet play but for some reason even though you're fine with blood play and you're fine with cupping and you're fine with fire play something about pet play has always felt degrading for you but upon further self-reflection you realize that that's you bringing certain stigma certain internalized vanilla vanilla social contract into the kink community or fear of being judged by your top or your d-type or your m-type and maybe you don't need to be afraid but the first step is always going to be self-honesty and honest communication not just with yourself but with your top d-type or m-type i would also note that Clarity of consent is so, so important. Um, Experienced or competent kinksters are aware of and understand the fact that if I'm in the middle of a scene that we agreed would not contain sex, and I'm now in an altered state of consciousness because we're in the middle of a scene... There's no way at that point to safely and in a risk-aware way renegotiate to include sex unless, of course, there's some kind of um, pre-existing consensual arrangement. If there isn't, there's no way to renegotiate in the middle of a scene to add on another activity. Because when you're in an altered state of consciousness, there's no longer that ability for you to fully consent again unless there's a prearranged um consensual agreement between top and bottom 
And that is another thing that I've noticed leads to a lot of misunderstandings and then disappointment and then disillusionment. Um, The third thing, community politics and drama. This one is a big one. As an autistic woman, for the most part, I do not understand community politics. They go over my head. I have done a lot of work in my life. I've gotten even one specific graduate degree was for me to understand social cues better. I got an MBA just so I could understand social cues better, so I could interact in high-end, in corporate, in less corporate, in nonprofit and social enterprise spaces. And in a lot of ways, that still has not helped (laughs) with me understanding the community politics of BDSM and especially of leather. there are a lot of unspoken agreements and unspoken let's say rules um strictures that are in place that make it very difficult to really fully ever infiltrate um and feel like part of the culture At every given moment, one is shocked when they feel even a tidbit of acceptance until maybe they've been in the community for like 30 years. And to a certain extent, being a kinkster, being a leather woman from NYC, I understand, right? Because the volume of newbies, the volume of kinksters who come in and out of the community on a daily basis in NYC is so large and runs so deep that it would be logistically impossible to provide mentorship and a safe welcoming space for all of those newbies all of the time. We're leading our own lives as community organizers. We're leading our own lives as presenters and teachers. We're leading our own lives as authors. And we are husbands and wives and mothers and fathers and corporate um, office workers. We are government workers. We're law enforcement. Um, We have so much going on. But when you come into a community and you're not feeling welcome because everyone seems to already have their own clique, because you always feel like you're on the periphery, because you never feel like you're being invited into the inner sanctum, into the inner circle, and you see things happening that you don't understand. I, I'd imagine that this is tough for a, a neurotypical person let alone someone who falls under the neurodivergent umbrella. So no community is devoid of politics or drama. And of course, this holds true for the leather and BDSM lifestyles as well. But how do we combat that? One of the ways that I've personally found is simply creating spaces for people to be themselves. I am one of the admins, I guess the lead admin 
um, the owner of TNG Long Island and really just letting my younger admin run rampant and organize the server how they'd like and making final decisions about, um, let's say, more admin related things like kicking or banning members who break rules, um, uh, event logistics, event coordination, in-person gatherings, that's worked well and it's created um, a pipeline where members of my TNG chapter are willing to come out to um, all kinkster events because they feel comfortable being in groups of themselves and then mingling from there. And that's something that I've found really, really nice. And even at the same time, that's not devoid of politics or trauma, let alone when you're thinking about like elite leathermen and leather women who have put so much time and love and space and energy into this community and might feel like they're not being respected, might not feel like they're receiving the treatment that is commensurate with their investment into the community of course that's going to create drama even though i i have to say as an aside i really hate the word drama because something that i have noticed about this word this word drama especially as a black woman in in the community is that you can have a valid complaint about someone or something, a situation. And you can be essentially the victim in a situation where if we were using the vanilla social contract, this would be abuse, this would be harassment, this would be um, looked upon in a certain way. But depending on the reputation of whoever it is that you have the complaint against where everyone else is like yeah but they're chill to me though they're absolutely fine with me they've never done anything to me um it makes it really hard to speak up the politics make it really really hard to speak up when you're new when you're marginalized when there's an unequal power dynamic in terms of you know experience time in the community it can it can make it very difficult um even among peers there's a lot of drama all of the time right um and that just makes things difficult and i think again it it's one of the bigger issues that can lead to disillusionment community politics there's almost no way to necessarily take those away though because at the end of the day there must be a structure of some kind and leather in and of itself is hierarchical so I understand well I don't understand because I'm autistic but I, I understand the need for the existence of the structure of the politics, so to speak. 
I just wish it was a little bit easier to understand sometimes. And so my fourth and last general common cause of disillusionment in the community or with the community, the divide between experienced kinksters and leather people versus newcoming kinksters and leather people. Just like in any other niche community, the gap between experienced practitioners and newcomers can cause these feelings of disillusionment for the latter. I recently had an experience where I went to a conference with a friend. Um, It was a kink conference and it happened to have a lot of leather people there, but it wasn't maybe necessarily a leather conference, so to speak. And they were so disillusioned that they were thinking about leaving the community as a whole. Um, People would come up to me and say hi because it was not my first year at that event. People would come up to me and say hi. um, Or for that matter, they would be like, hey, I got a tattoo of you on my back um, in rope. Do you want to see it? Um, without permission, by the way, that was that was a super interesting uh, experience. But so people would come up to me or they would say, hey, Akasha, can we talk? I want to talk about your class or hey, can we talk? And so I had a lot of people coming up to me. And the thing that kept happening was that out of all of the people who came up to me and I did not notice this until Again, I'm autistic and I don't really understand social cues and I still feel bad about this to this day. But out of all of the people that came up to me, only two people, and this is over the course of, I think, what, three, four days or something. Only two people went out of their way to turn like 45 degrees and say hi to the person I was with. And that really showed me what it must be like to go to some of these events alone to go to some of these events without a built-in crew and it's not to say that I didn't have to do this myself like I obviously had to go to all of these events and experience the same thing but because I was coming from a space of high protocol you know having been in my first high protocol um MS dynamic Uh, by the time I was 18 I understood that you work your way up from the bottom and you are going to be treated a certain way but I never questioned whether or not that's right I never questioned whether or not that's fair or just or whether it makes sense I never questioned it I just went through and you know got put through my paces and trained up from the bottom and I thought it was just expected but when we had a sit-down conversation after that where they noted how unwelcomed they felt and how sad they were and how little they wanted to come back to this event because they felt so ignored it really opened my eyes to the fact that 
the politics and the drama and the cliques and this is hurting us like this is hurting our communities because new people need to feel welcome when they're coming in and yes of course that means they can introduce themselves but really just creating a more welcoming atmosphere for newcomers and i'm specifically not saying tog versus tng i'm saying experienced kingsters versus newcomers because it's entirely possible for there to be a 50 year old newcomer and like me um a 29 year old uh vet let's say because at this point i've been in the community for 12 years so I want to make sure that this gap between experienced practitioners and newcomers is not so daunting because I don't want to cause feelings of disillusionment for newcomers to the community. I want them to know that they are welcome. And if you're listening right now, I want you to know that you are welcome. My my FET DMs are open. Well, they're filtered, but they're open. Um... <laughs> they're open um i have a book club where i'm always welcoming new guests i have events i'm in the nyc area and i'm always happy to answer questions about rope about spirituality about uh, um bdsm on the autism spectrum ms on the autism spectrum um power exchange as a younger person or as a newcomer to the community Um, I'm always happy to answer questions and facilitate new friendships. That's why I run a TNG chapter. So dealing with disillusionment. What can we do in order to help, in order to reverse that feeling when we feel disillusioned with the lifestyles with bdsm or with leather as the case may be i guess first off resetting our expectations is important uh reevaluating what we want can really help us understand if our expectations are mismatched with reality um one thing that i always really really recommend is is having a values discussion with yourself this is why journaling is such a big thing for me because i can go back and look at all of the different activities that i've done for myself the self-love journeys that i've done over 30 days um reminding myself of like 30 reasons why i love myself the um values discussions and the goal setting that i do in my journal i can go back and look at all of that in one space So if you can sit down and say, what does a good kink life look like for me? And then you can write out the most, you know, insane, beautiful, 24-7 TPE, like chains and shackles, um, five hours a day, they weigh 50 pounds, you're getting beat up with crops and paddles and floggers and whips and just well in chains as maybe (laughs) um uh two times a day you're being punished immediately you you have no purpose other than to serve your d-type if that's what you're into like 
whatever fantasy you have, you can write that out. And then you can sit and think, okay, now let me do a little pie chart of how much time I have in a day and how much time my D-type or M-type or my play partner has in a day. Or let me think about what a realistic scene would be a measurable, realistic scene would be if I don't have a play partner or an M-type or D-type or an S-type. Um, but I go to play parties once a week and I could have two scenes and those scenes might be 30 to 45 minutes each. And let's create two scenes that I want to accomplish this week. So again, reevaluating what you want can help you understand if your expectations are simply mismatched with reality, with your reality, with the reality of your potential or incoming partners, and you can go from there. Um, secondly, active communication. Please speak up about your feelings openly and honestly. This is something that I say in, in my... Um, BDSM or MS on the autism spectrum classes, those being two separate classes that I teach. Um, people who are assigned female at birth are often socialized from a very young age not to speak up about their feelings openly and honestly. And the thing is, in an open dungeon with dungeon monitors who you trust around and security and all of the systems in place that we have for the safety of attendees you can speak up about your feelings openly and honestly and if you don't for whatever reason feel like you can i would go back up to number one and reset your expectations for a particular scene if you feel like you're afraid to safe word in a rope scene or an impact scene I would gently suggest that you not play with that person or you not play with that particular kink until you're able to speak up about your feelings honestly and openly. Many tops, many doms, many masters who I have spoken to have said that one of the only things that they really expect from bottoms is that openness and that honesty and that transparency because it's about your safety. It's about your physical, emotional, and mental safety being able to speak up about your feelings openly and honestly not to mention that good communication can help avoid misunderstandings and improve your experience number three seek support there are so many forums online communities like reddit or i mean fet or submit even though i'm not sure if it's totally up and running quite yet um the it's supposed to maybe be a fed alternative i think um but there are lots and lots of forums where you can get support when dealing with these issues um and at the end of the day like i said there are several veteran kinksters or leather people who are in a space where they have the spoons um and if they have the spoons at a given time you can vent to us we're here even if it's in an email that I don't read for two weeks because my life is in shambles at the time um, <laughs> and I'm seeking my own support, uh, seek support. 
be open and also i really really recommend that um if you are a kinkster or a leather person uh and you end up uh being interested in therapy please make sure that you find a kink aware therapist so that you're not having to hide such a large part of who you are from your therapist it's more important than you might think and fourth discretion in participation that means that you have agency you have self-determination if you realize that it's not working for you and it's not going to work for you it's okay to take a break or even leave um i recently experienced a profound loss in my family and um before that i was having um well I was having some ideations. I was having some mental health issues that led to my um, actually having to uh, not participate in a contest that I really, really was looking forward to um, participating in. And it was a really hard decision that I had to make with my master because we were so excited and we had done so much to prepare but on the advice of my kink aware therapist and my psychiatrist and my mental health team as a whole, we decided that it was best that I simply don't try to undergo the stress of being in that situation for this year. And so I had to use my discretion and I had to rely on the discretion of my master in participating in an element of the community of the scene that is really, really, really important to me. And it broke my heart not to be able to participate. But right now I can say that I'm okay. I'm on new medication. I'm in a, a new DBT program that's um, group focused. And so I've used my discretion. I've taken breaks, maybe not long breaks because I'm kind of a freak and I ended up publishing books during those breaks. But, <laughs> but use your discretion. You have agency and you have self-determination. Whichever side of the slash that you're on, you have that. So that is a wrap for today's episode. Remember, disillusionment does not erase the validity of any of your experiences or feelings. If you were in the scene for five years and you decided to take a break for another five and then you came back, you have still been in the scene for five years, maybe even 10, if you are still having kinky sex in the bedroom. <laughs> it is a part of life disillusionment that invites us to question, rethink, and if necessary, change our paths. Whether you're deep into the BDSM or leather lifestyles or you're just a casual observer, thank you for taking the trip with us today on FET Unlocked. Until next time, this is Akasha signing off and please go for it.